Hi, it's Coach Joe Lucas, and welcome to the Magellan Network Show. My goal inside of this communication, this show, is to share with you my nearly 30 years of coaching some of the most successful financial advisors in North America. We're going to be talking about strategies, syntaxes, we're going to bring guests on from time to time, and I'm going to share with you what's working now. So think of this show as sort of like a little one-on-one kind of mini coaching cast, if you like, where we're going to be going in-depth from time to time on strategies to help you grow your business, get more effective, become more efficient, find balance in your time management, grow your business, and quite frankly, whatever else is going on in the world today. So before we get to today's episode, I'd love for you to do a couple things for me. Number one, make sure that if you're watching this on YouTube, that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're doing the audio, make sure that you give us a review on whether Spotify or Apple, you know, we'd really appreciate that. And quite frankly, that does help. It does matter when you rate things and like things and subscribe to things. It helps us get the word out to more of the industry. And lastly, I have a very special gift for you. Go to MagellanNetwork.net. So one word, MagellanNetwork.net. And I have for you a complimentary membership, 100% gratis, where you can tap into about between 50 and 75 hours of master classes, forms, tools, templates, and strategies. So please go ahead and uh, make sure you go ahead and get that claimed. Smash the like button and subscribe. And uh, please go ahead and leave us a review on whatever podcasting platform you're on. And now let's get to this week's episode. Hi, it's your coach Joe Lucas and welcome to this episode of the Magellan Network Show. Inside of this episode, I want to talk to you about how do you get clients and prospects to take action on your recommendations. What I have found, uh, I was on a walk the other morning, I had four decades, in the 90s, 2000, 2010s, 2020s, four decades of doing this, right? Here's our problem as an industry. We are over-reliant on data. We are over-reliant on information as advisors. So uh, we'll do a financial plan, an investment analysis, maybe even a tax analysis. And what we're going to do is present the logical, the logical reason for somebody to take action. All right, logical reason, right? The problem with that is a vast majority of human beings are emotional decision makers, right? So while you can talk logic and you can show them an e-money, a money guy pro, a one-page financial plan and, and uh, all that stuff, and what you're hoping as the advisor is that they're internalizing it in a way, in, in a fashion, that's going to get them over their fear of change, over their fear of uncertainty. And in a lot of cases, it doesn't work, shockingly. So what I want to do in the next 5, 10, 15 minutes, depending on how, how we run the world with this, is I want to give you some best practices. And my goal here is to give you a paradigm shift on what it really, really takes to make to facilitate change in other human beings. Yes, I said facilitate change, because here's one of your core identities that you probably have never thought of. You're a change agent to your clients and prospects. A change agent. A great advisor masters two domains. 
The first domain is the domain of being good technically. Financial planning, investment management, tax planning, if that's the case. So that part of it, right? But then they need to master the other domain, which is influence, communication, and coaching. That's the differential. You ask me the difference between somebody, an advisor who um, does okay in their career, an advisor who does wildly successful, I will tell you from a, just again, being the advisor, and we're not talking about the business owner, we're not talking about being the entrepreneur, we're talking about working with people, leading people. It's the advisor who combine their technical abilities with high-level communication, influence, and coaching skills. When you do those two things, you become literally unstoppable. Any prospect, any COI, any client, you can go ahead and influence them to take the action that you know is in their best interest, which is step number one. How do you influence a person? You have to be 100% clear, 100% congruent in your own mind that this is in their best interest. If you do it because you need to make some money or you're behind on your goals or whatever, it's going to come across. Now, you may say the right words. Your body language will betray you because you will be incongruent. And that is the difference between selling and persuasion is intent. People that sell products are selling because of their own needs. They hope the client makes that okay. It's suitable. We're here to talk about being fiduciaries. And we're talking about doing what's in their best interest. So step one is you have to believe in your gut, your heart of hearts, this is in the client's best interest. Number two, that you have a fiduciary responsibility to do whatever it takes within ethical reason to get them to take that action. Maybe it's lead their current advisor. Maybe it's to change their portfolio. Maybe it's to invest some cash, you know, take advantage of the current market situation. I don't know what it is. But if you believe it's in their best interest, you have an ethical, moral, and fiduciary responsibility to do whatever it takes to make that happen. Next, step three, energy. So you've got to bring energy. So if you're going to do a Zoom, or you're going to bring them in the office, or you're going to them, or you're on the phone, it doesn't matter the modality. Your energy level matters. Your physical, mental, and emotional energy. If you're on conversation 15 today, or on you're in a surge, and you're on the sixth review you're doing another day, if you don't, if you can't cowboy, cowgirl up, you're robbing your client of your best, and that is not standard. So you've got to set high standards to bring energy into the game. Next, every recommendation you make you must do what we call an emotional tie-in. Now, what is an emotional tie-in? An emotional tie-in is saying, look, I recommend we do this because, and you have to tie in what's important to them. Now, here's the other step. You have to know what's important to them and why, okay? Here's what most advisors do. And it's a combination of wanting to showcase how hard knowledge base, and it's also laziness. It's a combination. So a client says, well, you know, I, I really I really want to make sure I have enough money to retire, right? That, let's say that's why they're there, right? So the advisor in a lot of time will just assume, okay, so it's about cash flow, tax management, all stuff. And you want to talk about, well, hey, I'm curious, what are the top three things you want to get out of the ideal re in retirement? Well, I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to take care of my grandkids. Uh, we, want to, we want to get a second home, you know, on the beach, whatever it is, right? So... 
is it retirement that they're really after or, or is it the three things that retirement represents to them is truly their targets? But see, you won't know that unless you ask those follow-up questions, right? So an emotional tie-in is not, hey, we wrecked this recommendation because this is going to allow you to retire. That's not emotional. The emotional tie-in is, hey, we make this recommendation because it's going to throw off enough cash for you to, for, to allow you to travel. We recommend this recommendation because it's going to give you the capital to help your grandkids in their, for the college funding. Uh, we recommend this money move because it will give you uh, the capital to go buy that second home, which is what you truly want, right? So you're tying your recommendation to what their emotional needs are here. And if you want to feel the peel the onion back one more layer, hey, I'm curious, why, why is travel important to you? Freedom, flexibility, experiences. Hey, why is taking your grandkids to college so important? Contribution, love, connection. Hey, I'm curious, tell me about the beach house. Again, it could be freedom, uh, environment, whatever. Like you can peel it back one more layer and then you're really, really cooking with power. See, the problem is most advisors, they don't go down that road. Why? They're afraid to, right? It's, oh, Joe, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, I know that. That's why practice makes perfect, right? Imagine your situation. Hi, Coach Joe Lucas here, and I'm just breaking here for a moment just to do a couple quick reminders. Number one, uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel or our podcast. In addition, please leave a, a comment or a review. Those things really, really matter. And uh, share this episode with three of your colleagues inside the financial services space. And lastly, make sure that you go ahead and claim your free membership inside of Magellan Network. Now back to this week's episode. You're sitting with a prospect or maybe you're sitting with a client and you need to move them. They need to take action on something. And you've tried literally everything and you haven't, by the way, there's always more to do. And you're just frustrated. Well, let's go have another logical conversation with them, right? Remember, human beings make decisions, really the filter is really based on consequences, right? If I say yes to this, what do I get and what do I avoid? If I say no to this, what are my consequences for saying no to it? What is potential downside? So, oh, I don't want to do that right now. Let's just say, hey, I don't want to do that right now. I want to think about it, right? So what do you do as an advisor? Well, hey, okay, how much time do you need? I totally understand, da, 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 da. No, no. You say, look, I appreciate what you're saying. And just to let you know, every day that goes by that you don't make the decision that the odds are, are going to become more and more against you getting this done. So every 24 hours, every seven days, every, every 30 days, you know, the odds are we're going to have to reevaluate. Can we pull this off? I'm not saying you shouldn't take a day or two. But let's not take weeks, right? You got to be willing to be authoritative and give advice. A true advisor does not worry about pissing a client off or losing a relationship by speaking the truth. See, if you operate in fear and scarcity, you're going to like, well, I can't, you know, I can't upset my client. No, sometimes you have to upset them to get them to move. That's what the great ones do. They're willing to have those tough conversations. And if you come from a place of abundance, I'm never going to say it's easy because it's not. 
But there's something about digging in deep with a client emotionally and getting to their, their core, the root of the matter, the heart of the matter, and getting a breakthrough. Now, what I do as a coach for advisors, for you guys, I do the same thing. And for me, there's nothing more satisfying than to have a client or a member of Magellan Network I work with, and we produce a result, an outcome, a shift, a pivot, something that I know over the next five or 10 years is going to radically change uh, this person's course in their career. See, that's what I think we're missing is I don't think we understand what the stakes are here because we get desensitized to it, right? So you have a couple hundred households, you know, I've done a thousand, I don't know, 5,000 reviews in my career, whatever you've done, right? And it's kind of like rinse and repeat mode, right? And that's dangerous because your clients are always evolving. Their financial lives are always changing. They're always becoming different, uh, getting richer, getting poorer, new situations come in, new dynamics, all the above. And if you keep showing up the same way, they're going to get bored with you and bored with the process. You've got to be constantly asking yourself this question. How do I add more value to this relationship? What am I missing? What's the next step of this relationship? Right? Where's the challenges? Right? Where's the outside money? How do I serve at a higher level? Like you got to go into each relationship like expecting, again, this is not about dominating a conversation or, or blowing them out of the water. We're doing this with caring and kindness and respect. And you can do this with quiet intensity. I'm not, I know I'm getting on the horse here a little bit with you guys because I'm just so damn excited and passionate about this. Because I hate it. I learned, I absolutely hate it when advisors cannot come through for their clients because they're expecting the facts and the data, right, and the, anal, and the analysis to, and the financial plan to make the day. The financial plan is nothing more than pieces of paper or images on a screen. Never forget that. If a financial plan was so compelling that they wouldn't need you, they can just go to um, you know, onlinefinancialplan.com and do the questionnaire and get their financial plan and do it themselves. So think about that. If the plan itself was going to drive it, then why do they need you? Oh, next up. What is your role and identity in the relationship? So when you think about your client, so you say, oh, I'm their advisor, I'm their financial advisor. If that's all you think you are, you're woefully underselling yourself. If that's all you think you are. Or I manage their money. That's even worse. Because you're just doing this one function, right? Going forward. What's critically important is you adopt the entity. I'm the advisor. I'm their coach. I'm their leader. Like you've got to shift your mindset to understand that you're in a leadership role. It's collaborative. But nevertheless, you're in a leadership role with your client. Like I said, an ethical, moral, fiduciary responsibility to help them get to where they need to go. And say that, hey, well, you're not going to have a tough conversation right now. But let me explain why we're going to have it. Number one, I care about you. Number two, I have an ethical, moral, and fiduciary responsibility to have this conversation. Here's what we're going to talk about. And whatever it is, we're going to talk about your inability to make a, you know, make a decision on investing your money. We're going to talk about you're spending too much money. We're going to make a decision on whatever it is, right? Like you've got to be willing to, to have those conversations and risk. Risk losing a client. 
I've lost clients in my career. There's not many, maybe 10, maybe, you know, again, four decades, right? So I don't know, 10, 15, maybe, because they did not like what I had to say to them. In every case, if I think back, I would do it all over again exactly the same way. Wouldn't change a thing. Because that's my truth. You've got to make a decision while you're here and why you're in this game, why, why you became an advisor, what is your role, what is your purpose, what's your why. You've got to understand all that. And, you've got to, and it's got to resonate with you, right? Some advisors, and I don't think anybody here because you wouldn't be attracted to what I do, there's a number of advisors in this game who are just here for the money. You know, the, the clientele is just, they're just a tool. They're just a, you know, it's like cattle. Like I'm a rancher. Like the more cattle I get, the more clients I have, the more money I have. It's all about them. Right, they they can give a rat's ass about their clients. I literally I got referred to actually not referred. Somebody came in on a search and we talked and I said, well, tell me about your clients. They go, well, you know, hey, they're there. I'm really not that people oriented. What I care about is my AUM and doing my premium and da 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 da. da. And it was all about them. I declined to work with the person because I knew this is about how do how do I get more people in my game. So I can make more money. Never about adding value, long-term relationships. You know, I say, well, how often do you review them? I say, well, you know, we make a phone call once a year. That's it. Like, you know, like total abdication. Let's go do some more seminars though, man. Let's go get some more people in the hopper, right? Hey, if, you, if you're like that, you know, that's your jam. I'm not saying good, bad, or indifferent. I think you know what I, what I mean when I say that. But here's the bottom line before we wrap up today. In this environment, over the next five years, we're going to have the, the bow wave of baby boomers retiring. We're going to have the bow wave of business owners selling their business. We're going to have the bow wave of advisors retiring. There's no better time than right now. I don't care about the markets. Short term. Markets are temporary. Economic conditions are temporary. I'm talking about five-year window here. You have an unprecedented opportunity to create everything you want. But it's not going to happen by doing the same things over and over again. You must change, elevate, and reinvent yourself. All right? So that's my conversation for this week. Thank you for listening and watching this episode of the Magellan Network Show. I'll see you all again in seven days. Thank you for watching or listening to this episode of the Magellan Network Show. Hey, if any of this resonated with you, I invite you to come to MagellanNetwork.net and we have a powerful group coaching community of like-minded advisors. Come in for a trial. You and I will have a one-on-one conversation. Let's see if I can help elevate your game, both personally and professionally.